Amazon's changing the FBA rules yet again. Let's see what their email says today. My name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of my Amazon guy. And most of you probably received this email, simplifying FBA capacity limits for your business. TLDR, we're raising fees. That's basically what it means. Every single time they claim they are simplifying things down. Uh, so inside of the email, here is what you need to know. Effective March 1st, they're replacing the weekly restock limit and quarterly storage limit with a single monthly capacity limit per storage type. So I, I want to emphasize here, this is something that you might have glossed over, but the quarterly storage limits is going away. And instead, we're going to have a monthly storage limit. And the, the restock limit which, which in the past came out of nowhere two years, two years ago, right? They used to have the IPI score and then you could have unlimited storage or limited storage. Then they created the restock limits and layered that on top of it. So even if you had unlimited storage, you may not necessarily have had the ability to ship stuff in, which is super stupid. So it makes perfect sense that they're blowing the system up and, and replacing it with something that replaces both of those functions in one fell swoop. So I would have to say this change was inevitable. Um, now, let's find out how Amazon's going to F it up. So <laughs> a single month-long FBA capacity limit. Well, if you are having bad sales and it's the off-season, that means it's going to take a longer time for you to recover and turn your limit issue around. Um, they have a bunch of information on how they're going to calculate capacity. Uh, it will be similar in function between what the IPI score used to do, uh, but I don't know necessarily how they're going to factor in the restock limit portion because in the past, the restock limit portion had nothing to do with what you were doing as a seller and everything to do with the fact that Amazon was either A, out of room, or B, they didn't have enough employees to manage the inventory coming in or let alone getting it out. This is why we saw the death of two-day prime. It became five-day prime um, as early as July of last year. All right, so estimated capacity limits to help you plan three months in advance. So in addition to your upcoming monthly capacity, we'll provide estimated limits for the following two months to help you plan. Now, how many of you believe these estimates are going to be accurate? How many of you believe that Amazon's not going to do what it did the last two Q4s and then just magically just cut all of your limits in half on a weekend on a Sunday without even announcing it, right? Like that's what they've done the last two years. So I don't know how much faith I have in them sending us the two-month advanced uh, prediction, but let's say they get this one right. Let's say they actually get it right. Well, that means in Q3, right around the end of Q3, that month of September, maybe that month of October, you're going to see your Q4 massively affected with whatever they put in that prediction model, right? And, and so you'll know a little bit sooner, maybe, uh, but it's still going to freak you out and you still won't be able to react fast enough because that's just how Amazon is. The bottom line is if you don't have your own 3PL, your own warehouse, 
in 2023, you are going to suffer. You are going to have pain. You're going to have stockouts. You're going to have storage fees. You're going to deal with a lot of different problems. Now, this is something I've been talking about for two years. And if you're obviously, if you're a newer seller, you're going to take the risk, no problem. But if you're a million dollar a year seller and you don't have a warehouse or a 3PL set up yet, you are just killing yourselves right now. Like 25% sales loss by not having control of your inventory and your destiny, in my opinion, something around there, minimum. The opportunity to request a higher limit is also changing. So this has been a black box. You really couldn't understand if your limit request was going to go through. For a time, they'd go through and other times they wouldn't. You had no idea. You could ticket it. You could call into Amazon. You could cry on a shoulder didn't really matter. You can even send an email to Jeff at Amazon.com, but even that didn't work very much. So it is very subjective in the past. So I have to give Amazon credit for attempting to use the word objectively moving forward, but their mechanism for how they're going to do this objectively is going to be very interesting. So Requests are granted objectively, starting with the highest reservation fee per cubic foot until all capacity available under this program has been allocated. Code word for we're going to make you pay more and the people that pay more will get more storage. But how are they going to do that? Well, when your request is granted, the reservation fee is offset by the performance credits. Hmm, what does this sound like? Sounds like an auction system (laughs) that you earn from the sales you generate using the extra capacity. Does this not sound a lot like carbon credit systems that the government has been trying to use? Kind of sounds like carbon systems. Maybe you're going to be able to sell your credits to somebody else. Maybe you can sell your extra capacity to another seller. I kind of doubt it, but... Uh, that's that's what the government does. They make up new systems and, and do that. Uh, performance credits are designed to offset 100% of your reservation fee. All right. So they're using new language. Uh, I'm emphasizing the word reservation fee because that never existed before. Right. So there's there's going to they're going to charge you to reserve extra capacity. Quote, so you don't have to pay for the capacity as long as your products sell through. So they are trying to reward people who use the capacity and sell through. But for the guy that takes a risk with that 1000 MOQ order on a new product and nothing sells, you are going to pay fees. It is going to reward success and penalize failure. So innovation is going to get harder bottom line. Our goal is to provide you with more control, i.e. we're going to charge you more, but give you control over how much space you can have while limiting unproductive use, right? I got to, I got to hand it to Amazon. They bought a bunch of warehouses across the United States and then they filled them. And then they're like, holy crap, we filled them. What now? Well, how you fill them then becomes the game, Right. So then they had to figure out how do we get rid of the bad stock, liquidate that crap and prevent people from sending us garbage. Right. Because inventory sitting and not churning is the worst thing as a 3PL. 
We've piloted this feature with certain U.S. sellers, and we're excited to expand it to all sellers can request higher FBA capacity limits. So they have a new capacity manager uh, where you can go in and, and do all of that. Here's the help file. So you can actually find this inside of Seller Central and go to the capacity manager drop down and type that in. And you can see all of the fees, the performance credits, the breakdowns, the equations and the dates and the timeframes and how all this is going to come down. So all of that is available. Um, and, and there's a lot to take in with all of that new information. So check that out as you see fit. And then finally, their, their fourth bullet point, uh, FBA capacity limits in volume versus units to better reflect your capacity usage. So this is good for those selling tweezers, and this is terrible for those selling engines, right? Like the people selling large stuff, it's going to cause you more headaches, more fees, and more likely you're going to benefit from having your own 3PL. The people who are selling small stuff it, are going to be the winners here. We'll set capacity limits and measure your inventory usage by volume, which better represents the capacity that your products use. Now, obviously, if you're not turning as much volume, they're not going to give you more volume. So, the disadvantage that I think that's going to happen is if you start out as a small unit seller, converting over to a large unit seller is going to be extraordinarily difficult. Um, and, and so like if you sell tweezers and you sell toenail clippers and then you want to start selling engine blocks, you are going to struggle because one engine block is basically your entire thousand units previously. So I think that's going to be a struggle. I don't think they're going to be able to think through that strategically. I think they're I think this is going to be the number one pain point is like, well, you know, in the past system, I turned my units. So why don't you give me credit? Well, in the new system, it's going to be capacity, not by unit. It's going to be volume. Um, now, the one silver lining here is potentially uh, that when you went to send in new units, You'll now have a, a, a way to make sure you can get them in. Um, and so that is kind of a silver lining here. Uh, but they do admit, we know many sellers prefer to plan in units. So we'll continue to show inventory usage in units, but also provide an estimate of how many units your capacity limits permit. Like restock limits today, which nobody understands. Capacity limits consider inventory that is on hand at Amazon's fulfillment centers and shipments you've created that have not yet arrived. So I wonder if they're going to fix uh, stuff that's on the way to Amazon, whether they're going to continue counting that against you. Um, some of those policies are a little off-putting to a lot of Amazon sellers. Um, they talk about storage limits today. Overage fees will apply if you're on-hand inventory in Amazon's fulfillment centers, not including open shipments, exceeds your capacity limit. So this does lead me to believe that they won't count the open shipments against you, which is good because if you didn't have that, if that shipment's coming from China, it doesn't make sense why they would count that against you, especially it's going to be two months. So that was the biggest complaint I heard a lot of. People would have things um, sitting and then Amazon would randomly just close out their shipment and then they had to re, uh, redo the labels. It became a huge, huge problem and hassle. So I really do hope they fix that. Overage fees are calculated based on the highest estimated or confirmed limit that we provided for the given period. So they're clarifying how the fees are going to be done. 
And overage fees help prevent excessive inventory limits and shouldn't affect sellers who maintain healthy inventory levels. Okay, sure. I believe you in theory, but in practice, how how that's been done, not always the case. All right. So uh, one thing I would highly recommend everybody do is sign up for my refund guy. This is my service to help people who have lost or damaged units or lost inbound shipments with Amazon. First 500 bucks are on me. Check it out at myrefundguy.com. We charge 25% only as a commission after that on tickets that we personally file and get you money back deposited in your account. So you only pay us after we prove successful reimbursements. More than 400 brands have signed up for My Refund Guy in the past year. You should too. Check it out at myrefundguy.com. 